0: I'm Chelsea Bay and I'm Shay. Together we are Fulfillment. Fulfillment is a storytelling event featuring local community leaders and entrepreneurs who share their personal journey towards fulfillment through vocation that will challenge you to come alive. The following stories are true and no one's identity has been protected. Anne Bonnie is an energetic motivational keynote speaker and An Influence Igniter. She is an authority on change management, two-time author, podcast host, and workshop facilitator. After 20 years in highly successful leadership positions, Ann now uses her experience, education, and expertise to ignite your ability to influence others by harnessing emotional intelligence, courageously communicating, and effectively dealing with change. Here's Anne, live from the October 2021 fulfillment event in Traverse City, Michigan. So I've always been known exactly what I wanted to do. I'm very decisive that way. I decide what I'm gonna do and then I wholeheartedly throw myself at it. Four years old, anytime anybody asks me, what do you wanna do when you grow up? I wanna be a veterinarian. No hesitation, no questions, I'm gonna be a vet. Nine years old, my mom schedules a day for me to skip school And uh, shadow a vet for a day. Pretty sure this is gonna be the most amazing day of my life. So, 8 a.m. on my shadow day, I'm up early, I'm dressed, I'm ready to go. I'm pretty sure that the vet's gonna see that I am like savant level talented with animals and veterinary sciences, and she's gonna hire my little nine year old self on the spot. 4 p.m. that day, I get in the car, slumped down, dejected, and directionless. Because what I learned that day, was that veterinarian, it's not about snuggling puppies and birthing baby elephants. It's about dealing with animals on their worst days, sad, scared, and that was not what I wanted to do. So I decided to be a famous singer. 17 years old, after three years at the and Arts Academy, I was a pretty good singer. I got offered a scholarship to a well-regarded musical theater program, But about a month before graduation, I was dreaming about my life as a Broadway star. And I started thinking about the fact that as a Broadway star, I'd have to live in New York City. Uh I'd be constantly auditioning, staying up late, doing shows, all of that. Like I wanted to get married, have babies and a white picket fence and have a normal American life. And as a professional musician, that was not gonna happen. So I decided to be a teacher. 23 years old, starting my second year as an elementary special needs teacher and I realized teaching wasn't what I thought it was. Kids were great, I loved that part. I was, we were trying to integrate the students so that the special needs kids had a better, more inclusive school experience, but the regular ed teachers just kept asking me to take my kids out. And the extra service providers, I mean, <laughs> I watched a speech therapist fall asleep while one of my students was doing an exercise. It wasn't the happy, dreamy world of classroom and a shiny apple on my desk every day. And I was pretty discouraged. Now, that spring, my husband and I went to SeaWorld And sitting in the splash zone at the morning dolphin show I saw, I was just dumbstruck. What a fun job that would be. But of course, everybody thinks that when they go to SeaWorld, right? Later, during the sea lion show, I realized it was the partnership between the animals and the trainers that was just so cool to me. And leaving the park after the killer whale show, I realized that when I was four and said I wanted to be a vet, I actually wanted to be an animal trainer. I wanted that partnership. 25 years old, I had been volunteering in the seal and sea lion department at the New England Aquarium for about eight months, and one of the trainers announced she was moving to North Carolina, and I got her job as an animal trainer. We maintained the health and well-being of six harbor seals and four California sea lions, and I performed three to five educational shows with my sea lion partner. 27 years old, my husband got a job at Raytheon in Tucson, Arizona, and I was hired as a trainer for birds of prey at the Arizona Sonora Desert Museum. Daily free flight demonstrations with hawks, owls, and falcons satisfied my love of performing and my desire for that animal partnership. 29 years old, my husband and I got unmarried. I found myself alone in the world for the first time, needing to provide for myself. No longer would my engineer husband augment my little animal trainer income, and I felt like I needed to grow up and get a big kid job with a steady salary and a 401k. I saw myself climbing the corporate ladder in a business suit and sensible shoes and firing people. So I followed a boy to Baltimore, Maryland, and answered an ad in the newspaper, back in the day, for a receptionist gig at a little sports apparel company called Under Armour. And I got hired as employee number 80 purely because my resume was interesting. (laughs) 37 years old, eight years later, I had grown, learned, screwed up, learned some more, and done some amazing things with Under Armour. I ran their extensive trade show program for two years. I ran their women's marketing initiative when it was in its infancy and accepted a women's sports award from Billie Jean King for a girls team sports commercial that we did. I helped launch Under Armour running shoes and we took 5K races to five different bases in Iraq on a morale building tour. I loved being part of the growth and the success and the team, I mean we really, I bled Under Armour and even considered getting a tattoo of their logo, which I didn't mom. It's okay. <laughs> she, she always wonders. So, but the com- as the company grew, I started to feel unseen, and I started to feel bored. So I started looking for my next step up. Um, after the Iraq trip, my preference was to work in the military division, uh, but they didn't have any roles available. And after a few more lukewarm conversations about possible lateral moves, I started to figure that maybe my time at Under Armour was over, and it was time to go. So I decided to go back to school. I was gonna get a doctor in physical therapy and work with injured soldiers to help them get back on their feet, get back to independence after their injuries. But after two semesters working full time at a gym, taking a full load of prereq classes at a local community college, the time commitment started taking its toll on my new marriage. New spouse was not very secure and very trusting, often spending hours berating me for not committing and spending the time on our marriage and our home. So I chose the marriage over PT and started looking for another corporate job. 38 years old, I was working as the director of, of instructor experience for Les Mills, which is a high-end group exercise company. I loved it. I managed nine fabulous, motivated people. I threw my heart and soul into the job. I loved the people, I loved the products, I loved it. Meanwhile, at home, I realized that the trust and security that my spouse didn't feel was not at all improved by my efforts and my sacrifices, and I realized I was actually in an emotionally and verbally abusive relationship. But I couldn't accept how that was possible. I am a confident, intelligent, modern, strong, self-aware woman, and people like me don't get in abusive relationships. So I... Avoided accepting it and stayed way longer than I should have, but finally realized I had to look out for me and I left. 40 years old. Thank you. <laughs> 40 years old, I was offered a special project to spend eight months in New York City, which something I had substantially warmed up to since my conundrum in high school. I launched Lesnell's programs in 36 gyms in New York City. Um, for one of the largest gym chains in the United States. While I was gone, massive changes happened at Les Mills headquarters. Structural changes, organization, new CEO, uh, totally different company structure, and my director role was eliminated. But that was okay, it's a global company. So I interviewed with Les Mills China. But they wanted somebody with more Chinese cultural knowledge. It's all right, I interviewed with Les Mills, Germany. I even speak a little German. But they weren't ready to hire for another year or so. No problem, I interviewed with Les Mills in Colombia, down in South America, but they found somebody local that was a little cheaper than I am with no relocation situation. So while all this was happening, the VP of fitness at the chain that I was launching the programs for offered me a senior director role to run group exercise for the entire 160 club j- chain. And I immediately said no, I I didn't want it, no question, no hesitation, I didn't want to leave Les Mills. I never even considered it. As my time in New York drew to a close, though I was panicking, I had never felt so lost, but even more painfully, I'd never felt so unwanted and unsuccessful. First, Under Armour didn't want me. Then I gave up PT school for a marriage that ended up being a disaster. And then, despite my efforts to get Take any position that this company would offer, they didn't want me either. I had thrown my heart and soul into this company and completely uprooted my life. And actually, I made them a lot of money in the process of doing it. And I didn't have a job to go back to without stepping down in a significant way. So I spent a lot of panic nights on the phone with my brother. He reminded me, You've done a lot of change before. What's the big deal? And I realized that the difference was this time. I didn't pick it. I realized that I didn't want this. I had been one disappointed moment after another since Under Armour, and I'd been booted out of my comfort zone, and I didn't like it. And I was banging on the door to get back into my comfort zone. And I had dinner with a colleague one night, and she explained all the turmoil back at headquarters and how she really didn't like it anymore, and it had changed the culture and everything, and she was looking at other options. And I suddenly realized that it was probably time for me to stop banging on the door and look at what other options I had available. So 42 years old, senior director of group exercise for Town Sports International, six-figure income, Manhattan apartment, corner office, corporate Amex, no limit, business suit, sensible shoes, I even fired somebody. Right? This was the achievement that I was looking for when I got that big kid job. I was on the executive team of a huge public company. The CEO knew me. I had an assistant. And I was miserable. I didn't want to get out of bed in the morning. This was a whole new feeling for me. I spent a lot of time beating myself up because this is what I'd worked for. So many people were envious of my job. They were impressed with my title and my position. I should have been overjoyed. I should have been grateful and I was miserable, and I felt stuck. I had this big corporate job I thought I'd always wanted, but I couldn't imagine doing this for the rest of my life. I mean, when I projected 20 years out plus, I didn't want to do it. I was like, is this it? And so one night on Facebook, I saw an ad for the John Maxwell team, coach, leadership trainer, professional speaking certification. Professional speaker. I'm motivating. I'm good on stage. I could be a motivational speaker. So I call my brother. I'm like, Jim, I'm gonna be a motivational speaker. And he's like, Actually, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> he's like, um, So 43 years old. I'm living in my parents' basement on Old Mission Peninsula, in with all my stuff and my ego in storage. <laughs> Tapping away on the computer, trying to build a business that I knew absolutely nothing about. Terrified the first minute, hopeful and so excited the next minute. I made $2,500 that year. That is 2,500, two two zeros. And my savings ran out. 44 years old, I delivered another basket of breadsticks to table number 12 at the Olive Garden as I started to pull the strings of my life story together into a motivating message. 48 years old, standing on the fulfillment stage. Some call me indecisive, a waffler, risky, scary, hasty, flighty, immature, insecure, dangerous, reckless. Some say I should have done it differently. I should have been more stable, more strategic, But in every single stop along my road, I learned so much. As a teacher, I learned how to hold the attention of a bunch of people who didn't want to be there. So imagine what I can do now when you all want to be in the room. As an animal trainer, I learned how to command a stage with a coworker that was a heck of a lot more fascinating than I was. So imagine what I can do now when I'm the only one on the stage. In corporate leadership, I learned business savvy, leadership skills, change management, sales, marketing, all that stuff. Think of what I can do as the CEO of my own business. As a survivor of abuse, I learned self-worth. And I learned emotional intelligence in dealing with people that we can't understand. Imagine how much stronger my emotional intelligence workshops are. As someone who's gotten booted out of their professional comfort zone, I learned resilience. I learned accepting change that you can't control and how to be courageous when you are terrified. Last year during COVID, one of the most disruptive situations in many people's lives, especially for those of us whose whole job was built around people getting into large groups in the same room, (laughs) I did 122 keynote presentations and workshops on dealing with change and building mental toughness. I made more money than I did in that big kid job in New York City. <laughs> Over the last 6 years I thought of quitting a lot, on a weekly if not daily basis, but I didn't quit. Because when I'm standing center stage in a ballroom with a thousand people in the audience and I deliver a powerful line, and the room is silent. The hair on my arms stands up. And the energy is electric. And I know I'm making a difference. So is this my forever? I don't know. <laughs> sure feels like it right now. But I've kind of always wanted to join the Peace Corps. <laughs> so my challenge to you is don't be afraid to get uncomfortable. To be willing to evolve every stop along my way was perfect at the time but because it's perfect then does not mean that it's perfect now we grossly underestimate our ability to figure things out when they don't go the way we plan so get uncomfortable and take that step towards what's driving you to find that fulfillment take that risk and watch yourself fly thank you Thank you.